Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. I tell you what, I, uh, I actually had a dream that I remembered the other night. And I think it was following on from the uh, William Story Rich Energy Understeer uh, video, which continues to make me giggle. But, it's um, the gift that keeps on giving. I it, was making merry with it on Twitter last week because <laughs> um, we were talking. Can I put the Dempsey and Makepeace theme up on Twitter because we'd been talking about it because you messaged me about Howard's Way being the greatest theme tune or one. Oh, it's up there. It's up there. It is up there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, 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 very, it's a big, it's an epic. I don't use epic. Oh, it's big. It is, genuinely. I listened when you said, I don't even know why you brought it up, but you messaged me about it, and then I listened to the full version on YouTube, and it's got this weird bit where it turns into a totally different piece of music. Well, how it's, it's the bit at the end when it's a bit jazzy. Yeah. yeah, I think they use that for... Um, sort of incidental comedy uh, montage elements. Oh, I see. Don't it's quote me because I haven't it? seen it. I don't think I've seen Howard's Way since I've had pubic hair, so I've got absolutely <laughs> no idea what it's like. <laughs> um, a good way to measure out your life. Um, I think that the 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 weird jazzy sort of bit sort of sounds like it could be quiz show music. Yes, it does. You'd it's expect. a quiz show that would have been presented by Paul Coyer. Do you remember him? I thought you were going to say Paul Daniels. No, although maybe. Could have been Paul Daniels. What did he present? Every Second Every Counts. Every Second Counts. Paul Coyer presented all other quiz shows that weren't memorable in the 80s <laughs> and 90s, I think. What about Henry Kelly with Going for Gold? Well, he only did Going for Gold, didn't he? But do you remember, I, th- I can't remember if this has been discussed before, the frequency of lip licking which went on during the question asking. I got stressed out about it and I used to stop watching it. <laughs> well, I'm going for God. Yeah, because there was so much lip licking. I felt he's going to have such chap lips by the end of the episode and he's probably got to record three more that day. His oh my lips, God. His lips going to be like kettle chips. <laughs> Do you think part of his rider was that he'd always have a very salty bowl of pretzels before he went on? And, um, yes. They're always I, a nightmare, aren't they, for... <laughs> and he's, oh, and he's got uh, James Martin's um, car mechanicing um, hangover cure, which is no more than a thimble of lukewarm, briny water. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I saw Henry Kelly at a wake. What did you really? Yeah, a friend of ours in London. Her dad was a pub landlord in North London, and he'd run a few different pubs around the Highgate area. And was very well known. Yeah, he was basically, his family used to jokingly refer to him as the King of Highgate. Because just everybody knew him. The and he, King of Highgate. You know, he'd be sitting outside somewhere. He was retired, so he'd be sitting outside, you know, like cafe 
Rouge in Highgate having a bit of breakfast and people would be sort of coming up and wanting to you know have his ear for a moment oh would you and, and anyway he died sadly and he uh, had a his wake was at um, a pub in Highgate and uh, and I oh, we were there I turned around and there was Henry Kelly at Henry, the bar Henry with some of the other mourners and it turns out he he knew this guy did you speak to him about going for gold or was it I didn't I didn't get the chance to speak to him he was, he was there only very oh. briefly I think he just stuck his head in to you know pay his respects but um yeah because this this landlord guy was Irish and I think he sort of as part of the kind of you know Irishmen of a certain age who live in North London perhaps they had it could gang. be a community thing yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, but I didn't notice I just Henry Kelly was just at the bar talking to some other older gentleman and I didn't notice any lip licking I want to know what car he he, he went to said wake in I'm gonna say I, I want to say a Lexus RX oh do you think yeah you know the the weird shoe shaped one yeah uh, the, the the first gen hybrid I sort of feel that for many road. years based on no evidence at all that Henry Kelly was a Volvo 760 man yeah, he could be, couldn't he? He could have gone turbo intercooler. Couldn't uh, he? Do you think? I don't know, but he's well, quite, too quite laid back. V6, I think. Oh, okay. And okay. he was doing well because didn't he? Was he not on Classic FM? Yeah, or he might still be there. I don't know. Maybe I don't frequent it. And he's on. Um, well, he was on Golden for Gold. So in his heyday, and before that, of course, Game for a Laugh. Henry Kelly's had a decent career, so he's probably he can afford. He could afford the fuel bills on a on a Volvo seven sixty V six auto. What was the straight six twenty four valve? Was that the nine the nine series that we were talking later, about last yeah, week? Yeah. That that yeah. engine's supposed to be tunable to hell. So Is I, it? It's, it's supposed to it's supposed to have the strongest bottom end. Yeah, the strongest oh. bottom end. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds a bit odd. Yeah, very yes. very uh, resilient crank. Well. Um, so Henry um, Kelly, I, Henry Kelly. I, if, if listeners are going, what, who's Henry Kelly, and what on earth is going for gold? Just type on YouTube, going for yeah. gold, and just you'll yeah. watch the, the cheesiest um, intro to an eighties game show that's out there. <laughs> also, uh, going for gold was the subject of one of the greatest casual faux pas I've ever seen on broadcast television when. Because the basic premise of the show, if people haven't seen it, is that it was contestants from all over Europe came together to compete for, uh, you know, some kind of prize worth winning. Usually quite a lavish holiday, I think. Yeah. And there was a lady, I think she was from Greece. And in between the rounds, Henry Kelly would just do a little bit of chat with one of the contestants. (laughs) And so he went to her and he was like, oh, Anthe, so you're from Greece? And yes, I'm from Greece. And also... You're blind," she said. "Yes, I, I've been blind since birth. Uh, yeah, so, okay. Oh, and uh, so and he goes on a bit of a chat about her life, but let's not forget she's blind. And he goes, "Okay, well, anyway, it's lovely to meet you. Now, let's have a look at what you could win." Oh gosh! Nobody went. Uh, Henry, can we just do that again and maybe not say look? Because that would be insensitive. <laughs> but they didn't. I guess they're, you know, they're knocking out like five of those a day. A day they haven't got just, time for retakes. Uh, yeah, just smashing it out. I've just found a picture of uh, Henry Kelly with Michael Parkinson. Tell us about your childhood. And they're standing in front of a building, but there's two cars parked in front of the building. Oh, gosh. Now, there's no suggestion that either of these cars belong to either of these men, but let's just see 
which way round they would be if they did. Okay. One of them... This is good. It's a shitty quiz. I like it. This is from the 80s, I think, this picture. They both look quite youthful, particularly Henry Kelly looks about 19. <laughs> um, the, the car on the right is a Rolls-Royce Silver Shadow. Oh, well, I'm just about to say, the ultimate disgraced entertainer car. Yes, just, absolutely. Yes, classic British show business car. I mean, it's basically the company car for anyone who was in British show business in the 70s it and 80s. Was. Possibly also a bit sex pesty, but well, not, that, that's, not, not necessarily. See, not always. No, not, 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 no, not. It's not. It's not a given. But I, the, the problem is there is an undercurrent of of fiddler on the roof about that to yeah. me, and that's why I will never uh, own a shad. It's tricky, isn't it? I just couldn't. I'm afraid. Yeah. No disrespect to anyone that owns one, but I just find them they're a little bit peed for speed for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> they are they are they are no they are you're right now the car on the left is an austin mini metro oh but of course would it was it when they were very new yeah i think it is it looks i mean from the sliver of the car i could see it looks it looks tidy and the front valance hasn't got any sign of rust spots on it which means okay. that the car must be under four weeks old so so, so what are we thinking um, is this 1981 1982 i reckon it probably is i'm gonna say 1981 just because there's no oh wait there's a caption it's a getty photo it's from the getty photo library and it says ah henry kelly left is to join tvam and will present good morning britain on saturdays and sundays while michael parkinson right is in australia this photo was from the 26th of may 1983. Oh, we're both wrong. We're both wrong. Oh, two years old. 83. Um, 83. There we go. I see Parky's not going to be... He's not going to have a metro. At this point, Parkinson's a well-established journalist and broadcaster. But I don't feel like Parkinson's a shad man either because he's too sort of pragmatic and northern. Or maybe they both carpooled in the metro <laughs> and they don't have any idea whose shadow that is. <laughs> and and, and that's, that's, the, that's the end of that story, of that photo. Yeah. I, I mean, it's interesting because looking at it now, this makes sense. I think that building, probably that is the, it's photographed in sort of in a courtyard at the old TVAM building in Camden. And um, so I presume the shad belongs to and celebrity of some sort who is working yes. at TVAM. Yes. But I I don't know who. Um, I've got an idea, and I said I had a dream the other day, and I actually remembered it. Um, mm. And I thought politics, in, certainly in, in our country and probably many others, is in a state of absolute <laughs> pants and trousers down. So mm. I, I thought, let, let's, I, let's do something that's a bit entertaining. And you know how Mustangs can't seem to leave cars and coffee events without some sort of drama involving <laughs> yes. telegraph poles or picket fences? Yeah. Um, what about if it's, it's politicians leaving Parliament um, and they're being marked on how they do this and this will score directly against the popularity of them um, in their party? And there's a couple of different disciplines. So I get a bit like drifting. You know, there's different entry points into a corner if you choose. So it starts off, you're at the junction, okay? And you've got to be on full lock one way or the other, depending on which way you're leaving Parliament, okay? Mm. And you can choose whether you're in the driver's seat or you're in the back. Now, this is where it gets technical. So if you're in the back... Um, the accelerator is jammed down onto the limiter and the car's in ne- <laughs> neutral and the car gets knocked into D. 
The car gets knocked into D remotely by an adjudicator. Then the politician has to decide what they're going to do. So they've got to either clamber <laughs> over or they're going to just ride yeah. the storm and see what happens. Ooh. Yeah, I know. This could be really entertaining, I thought. I, well, I feel like many of the current in-the-news politicians are, how can I put this, too fucking stupid to know what to do. Well, yes. I was hoping they probably just sit that. in the back saying sound bites until the car turned onto its roof <laughs> the curb. Or it goes down the road, it's missing a front wheel because it's torn it clean off on a curb, yeah. but they're still talking <laughs> yeah, about still what they're aiming to do in Parliament. Sparks everywhere, a stronger Britain, a better Britain for all Britons who love Britain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's even better than I imagined. That could really work. I can see that. Now, education, education. <laughs> did you just go through a school? Yes, I did. Anyway, education. Yeah. These cuts will actually strengthen our NHS. <laughs> <laughs> Even when it's upside down, it's still on the limiter. The engine hasn't yeah. cut. Oh, yeah. It's that horrible yeah. death howl of an engine. Well, that's it. Also, a lot of the current crop of in-the-news politicians are, again, to repeat, so fucking stupid that they probably wouldn't even notice when they were upside down. You're absolutely right. Or they'd come up, their idea of, of how to get out of the situation of being in the back of a car with the throttle jammed open and no driver. <laughs> don't you just want to watch this now, though? Yes, Come I on. do now. Come on. I can picture it as well. I'm picturing sort of the people who are familiar with the Whitehall area of London. I'm sort of picturing these things like... Just... <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, what car is it? I well, think you want something our, quite, our, our quite talky. Yeah, our manufacturers are allowed to product place in this. Knowing full well they'll be damaged. Would you want to? I don't know. but Because what I'm thinking is, I want it to be something really gutsy, so that even if it's lost... A wheel. A wheel, two wheels, <laughs> any other sort of damage, that it will keep bloody-mindedly keep pulling, yeah. It'll keep pulling. You could do. I mean, what do you want Do you want um, SUVs? You know, like a, you could have an X5M, <sighs> for example. I don't know, but I just sort of feel like... What do you think saloons? Saloons somehow. I mean, I know an SUV will turn over probably more easily. Obviously, all of the stability controls have been disabled. Yes, those those wires. We want a bit of those wires were snipped when it's remotely snicked into D. (laughs) You want at least a bit of chirp, if not some quite dramatic and destabilising wheel spin. Oh, I want this to happen now. I want this to happen. It'd be like total wipeout, but with with, 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 with politicians just aimlessly. Total wank out yes, with exactly. Liz Truss. Ah, oh, dear. Yes. I, Elizabeth I... Roof Truss. Now, so... Well, it's yeah. a good idea. There we go. I'm just going to put that one out there on the on the cast, if anyone can think about a good scenario where that, that, that would yeah. be fun. Yeah. I mean, or... I see, in my head, I'm sort of erring towards... An old shape Jag XJ, because mm. it's sort of pol- politician's kind of chauffeur it, car anyway. It, it but, is a British politician spec car. But hear me out. Okay. Much so I like the idea of an initial flurry of power oversteer. Yes. What if we went a bit old school oh. and it was a, a Rover 800? So it's front wheel drive. Front wheel drive. But I think because we, 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 we shouldn't discount the comedy potential of, of a front-wheel drive car at 
<laughs> high revs being snicked into D. <laughs> and the because I mean that'll suddenly change direction in a way that you is not entirely desirable, because <laughs> it? it'll light them up. Not and then just a bit of torque steer will take that take that across the grass well, you know, in Parliament Square. You know the uh, the sort of um um, Arab Emirates um, style of car spinning that's just particularly feral, yes. feral and bloody dangerous, but also yeah. quite quite interesting. Um, yeah. There could be a bit of that going on if you're not careful. Um, I mean, who says it has to go into D? Possibly the rules would allow that on the limiter you, you could knock it into R. Uh, and then all let all hell break loose because if it was front wheel drive, then you go into a real sort of boomerang style flail, <laughs> wouldn't you? Is that, is that one of the ones like those old Nurburgring videos where the cars lose control and the driver just ends up out of the car on the floor because yes, because they're not strapped in and the doors don't close. It's that one, isn't there, where the the, the, the guy f- the guy was he just the guy just fall out of a beetle. He just rolls out onto the floor and then just scratches his yeah. head. His car's on its side and it's bent one of the doors over as it's rolled. Yeah. And then there's other people coming around the corner nearly hitting him. And yeah. people, and there's just a few casual standers by at the side of the road just sort of waving, going, yeah, be careful, because like, someone's just fallen out of a car whilst they're trying to race it. Mm. Yeah, so super, exactly. So incredibly casual. So we could yeah. do that. So yeah, the rear, the the rear, um, the rearward f- whip, as we might call it. You, in fact, the chief whip. There we go. The um, chief whip. The, the, yes, chief whip has to do it in reverse because they're setting an example of how technical these sorts of parliamentary leaving procedures can be. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, one. I mean, it, it, it's sort of like it's like being trapped in a fast-moving forklift truck. <laughs> Yeah, with the zero steer. Yeah, zero steer. yeah, I love a bit of zero well, steer. Yes, this is. I I suppose when when they raise the question, how do we get people? How do we get the man and woman in the street to re-engage with politics? Well, here we are. It's that. Well, it's yeah. locking politicians into uh, out of control luxury cars, leaving luxury the premises. Cars. I mean, yeah, leaving the premises. Leaving the premises. Leaving, yeah. Well, we could Good. have. I'm trying to think. Um, what's the biggest Ford they do these days? It's probably. Um, oh, the. Um, they don't do the Galaxy anymore, do they? They just kill. Yeah, they do. They do. They do still Weirdly. do the Galaxy. Okay, so a bit of front wheel drive. People carry a whip. We could yeah. have that with the Galaxy. It could be murdered out as well, but we'll have loads of cameras inside, so we'll be able to monitor what's going on. With mm. the occupants, uh, I tell you what, though, if you're in the third row of seats of a Galaxy and there's no Ooh. one in the driver's seat and it's on the limit, oh, you're a, a long way from <laughs> the business department of that car. <laughs> I've got, I've got the to Ministry watch this. of Steering. Is got, very far away. <laughs> the MOS. Yeah, I'd love to see this. I think it'd be amazing. Um, talking of having accidents, yeah, I uh, was away. Uh, last week in Dorset. What happened? Having accidents, or well, no, thankfully not. But I was, I was thinking of you because you'd said you'd been down to the West Country and you, you were extolling the virtues of a narrow car. Yes, in in the the, the claustrophobic lanes of of the West Country. Yes, and, and I, you, you were right. I mean, so I did a lot, and it happens around where I live now as well because there's a lot of sort of fairly narrow roads. You do that thing where you, someone lets you through. Yeah. 
but maybe they haven't left quite enough of a gap. You can get through, but they could have been more generous with the gap they've left. But at the same time, inherent politeness compels you to give them a thank you wave. So you're thanking them for not really doing it well enough. Well, I suppose you are in a way, but, but you know, you still need to thank them. What I'm wondering is, and I was thinking about this while I was down in Dorset, is has anyone ever, in the course of trying to give the thank you wave, has this, has this removing the hand from the wheel caused them to have an accident, such as crashing into the person who's just let them through? What's so your thanking them and then crashing into them? Because I just thought, it's, it, I feel like it's easily done. Yeah, I, be, I didn't do be, it, but I yeah. sort of there was there was one point particularly, and I tend to sort of often I won't take my hand fully off the wheel. I'll just do a little sort of you know raise of the I've seen fingers. This. I've depends. seen you do this. Yeah, it's quite it's quite it's quite slick. It's just but, th- three or two fingers or three. Yeah, do you know what? Often though, if it's a full thank you and they have left a nice gap and everything, I'll give them a full palm. Yes, and, um, not the steering method, but just yeah. thank you. <laughs> but I'll tell you where I'll use a two finger little raise off the wheel is is that for me is you're welcome. So someone else has given you a big wave and you just to acknowledge that you're saying, yeah, no worries, cheers. Yeah. You give them a little two fingers back. Yeah. Not the, the swearing. <laughs> give, them, give them two fingers back. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? You just, yeah. Thank you, fuck off. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I just thought, I was like, I bet someone somewhere must have gone, oh, I better say thank you. And particularly if they're sort of a little bit of a nervous driver and they're used to gripping the wheel tightly and then they, they just release their hand to do the wave and, and they don't put enough lock on and they just, Dink into the person who's who's let them through. Um, what about the what about the what about the sign of perfection? You know the, the 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 thumb and the finger making a circle, and then the other three fingers in the air like a cockatiel's feathers. Yeah. Do you ever do the perfection it, sign much when driving? No, you've ever done it. I, I've decided to start employing it in the last couple <laughs> of years. I do it. Do you if, not think it looks sarcastic? Well, when I, someone's let you through a gap because yeah, it's almost too much, you're it, you're being too generous in your praise. I probably wouldn't use it in that scenario. I've used it when going past a guy in a nice sports car, and instead of doing thumbs up, which I don't know, it's just oh. a little bit sort of old school radio DJ. I thought I'll yeah. do a perfection sign, but I did it to a man day before yesterday, and you'll appreciate this as a man who likes Land Rovers. Um, Sorry, I've got a bit of trap gas. I think I've sculled a massive coffee just before doing this podcast, and it seems to be sitting a little high. Busy coffee. Yeah, it's sitting a little higher than I'd like it to be. I think there's a bit of um, trapped air in the expansion tank. I probably need to undo the top and let it bubble. But um, <laughs> the um, this chap had a. He's got a first generation um, disco. Land, mm. Landy Disco but he it, mm. I think it must have been a two door originally but he's chopped it into a, the most perfect pickup truck ah. and it but it wasn't checker plated and it, it didn't look all kind of farmer spec it was really good um, British racing green repainted and finished it had some mm. tie downs in it and it had a little roll mm. hoop but no no loads of like rabbit hunting lights or anything like that it wasn't too hillbilly no. and it just looked exceptional and he was backing any, it. Uh, he was backing any it. woodwork in the rear deck. I saw a tiny bit, but as I drove past, mm. I was admiring it so much while he was manoeuvring. I did him. I did the perfection sign at it. I actually okay. pointed at his face and did mm. the perfection <laughs> sign. Isn't the perfection sign rude in some countries? Oh shit! Doesn't it mean that. doesn't it mean asshole or something? Oh. 
So I pointed at this man's face and did the arsehole sign. Is that what you Well, no, saying? no, in some countries, not in Britain. I think generally it would be understood to mean Mwah, perfect Chef's in, in kiss, this country. Yeah. But also, I think don't um, divers use it divers do use it for everything is just fine because you you shouldn't yeah you shouldn't do thumbs up because it could be confused with let's go up to the Uh, surface or something and actually the the perfection sign is used in i'm pretty sure it's in top gun top gun maverick Mm. i'm pretty sure they use it in 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 aeronautical circles Um, i think i'm going to start using it yeah, can you do that? Can, if there's any other mm. listeners that think it's not it's not a bad idea, can you start doing it? Maybe have a week of it. Mm. We can catch up next week. How about yeah, that? Yeah, but also, if anyone has ever or knows someone who has crashed into a person they were attempting to thank in a low-speed manoeuvre in the car, please do get in touch. This is really why I brought it up, because I thought about it. And I thought, I wonder if anyone's ever done this. And I thought, I must mention this on the podcast in the not-secret hope that somebody gets in touch with a funny story. Well, I'll tell you what I have done before is I've um, I've caught a wing mirror before while, mm. whilst um, air drumming and because I refuse to miss a certain hi-hat or a certain symbol at a certain moment, which meant, which meant the, car, <laughs> the car strayed a little bit to the left. Now, that's irresponsible driving, I know, yeah, um, yeah. in the cold eyes of the law, but... It was. A certain, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, it was a song by Guns N' Roses. Um, I think it was "My Way, Your Way, Anything Goes Tonight" by Guns N' Roses. Now, "Appetite for Destruction." Every song on that album is is an air drumming favourite. But um, mm. yeah, I'm pretty sure I damaged a car because I refused to stop the authentic air drumming. <laughs> I'm glad no one was watching me at that moment in time. There was no one around, I don't think. But I did feel like a bit of an ass because I thought, right, so that invisible hi-hat that didn't need to be hit got hit <laughs> and now the car's slightly damaged. Mm, you mm, you idiot. Mm. Thanks, Axel Rose. Yes, Axolotl oh, Rose. Who's, who's the drummer in Axolotl? Um, <laughs> who's the drummer in well, it was Roses? Matt Soren. Is is now or, or was for for most of the albums, but Appetite for Destruction was Stephen Adler. Ah, oh, yes, yeah. What yeah. I mean, seriously, Appetite for Destruction. I put it on the other day. It, the kids are too young to listen to it because there's too many F's and Jeffs and sex references. So, unfortunately, <laughs> Daddy can't play Jeffs. that one. <laughs> can't can't play that one. I've never really <clears throat> understood Guns and Roses. Haven't you? No, I just don't. I don't. They just don't hit that little bit of your brain that goes, "I like this." I don't hate them. I just kind of go, "Yeah." Oh well, I tell you what we'll do is I'll take you for a, um, a weekend away. I'll buy you a bullet belt and we'll drink some Jim Beam, um, and I'll, I'll buy you some questionable boots, and we'll listen to uh, "Use Your Illusion" one and two and. Appetite for Destruction. I'm pretty sure the others you can forget about, although people might be shouting at me now. But Appetite for Destruction was amazing. Yeah. Is that, I, I mean. And Illusion 1 and 2 were amazing. I think part of the thing is Axel Rose sometimes, when he does that, his high voice, I feel like he's just. I just, just change up. Just change up. You're no, damaging no, he's, the engine. It's, no, he's, he's, he's driving it like the police, isn't he? He's always one gear lower. Yeah. Always one gear <laughs> one lower. gear lower than you think. In yeah. case he needs to engage in pursuit. Yeah. Um, you should try it. I mean, uh, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. I mean, nobody, yeah, I nobody mean, no, dislikes thing, that song. Come on. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's lots of their songs which I go, yeah. Sweet I mean, Child of Mine yeah. I can't listen to anymore because it gets played way, way too much. Oh, you see, I was about to say Sweet Child of Mine. I, I do... 
You see, I do really like Sweet No, I'm bored of it. it. It's just, I'm over it. I've heard it 700 times more than I needed to mm. in my life. Mm. Um, but Fair yeah, enough. there's loads. There's loads of great ones. There's loads of great, some quite sexual ones, but you know, we'll, we'll gloss over them. <laughs> but, um, and uh, is, is, does Axl Rose still look like an absolute state these days? He's a strange looking guy because Guns N' Roses have had a, they're having, I think, a comeback tour. Um, oh. And all I read was that they were, because f- they used to be famously late on stage because of yes. Axel. I don't think it was anybody other than Axel that was creating that scenario. Well, didn't Chinese democracy take like 10 years or something to. Oh, longer. Was it? Well, Chinese. Well, the, the the band broke up, and Axel was still carrying on writing it. And he said, "I'm going to." I think it was something like 15 years, and it came out. And of course, it was a bit. I know it's maybe a little bit harsh, but it came out, and it's a bit like the Honda NSX. Everyone had been waiting so long for it that it could have been the best thing in the world. But because they waited so long, they were a bit like, "Ah, oh, all right, okay, here it is. It's the new song." Um, and it wasn't all that. So. Um, I've just looked up Axl Rose. Yeah. I've typed Axl Rose 2022 into Google, and um, he's actually, I think he's looking less of an absolute state. Yeah, I mean... He's had a shave for a while, because he was one of those guys who, and I know I'm a fine one to talk, but he seems to be one of those guys who really shouldn't have tried to grow a beard. No, it was patchy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And uh, he's had a shave and he's cut his hair and he he looks all right, actually. I mean, he's he's sort of, he's carrying a bit of timber, but that's fine. I mean, he must be in his... I don't know how old 50s, he is. 60s. Well, Slash still looks the same. But you can't, Slash looks the same, no but one knows I think what, he always will. I don't know if anybody knows if Slash has got any eyes. Um, but uh, you've got the bassist, Duff <laughs> McKeegan, who's like, um, who nearly died years ago because of drugs and badness. And he's gone the other way. I think he's sort of like, you know, a vegan yoga warrior now. So I think he's alive he? and well. Yeah, he's alive and uh, well. I think Matt Soren's alive and well. I don't actually know anything about Stephen Adler, the original drummer. I don't know whether he's in a good way or not. I hope he is. He's a very talented drummer. Uh, uh, Axl Rose is 60, by the way. He's 60 years old. So actually, he's looking at these pictures. He's looking pretty well for 60. Shit. Considering some of the things he must have Oh, my gosh. Done think about it. Seen I mean, there was, yeah, there's been some serious ad blue going on with him, hasn't there, in his life? Mm. Seriously. But, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. There's a period I, when I just thought Axl Rose just looked like... Oh, a terrible he, mess. He looks he just looks like one of those people who just hasn't had a, a shower or a bath for about six months. <laughs> <laughs> when he's going, where the hell are my house keys? They're somewhere in his hair. 
It's, it's he just, just uh, he just walks around his own house in a big circle, going, "Where do we go now? Where do we go?" Now? Hey, was it not the story though with that song that um, that bit was an ad lib because they they hadn't got any lyrics and he was just vamping in the vocal booth? That going, wouldn't surprise me because that's where do we go now? And they went, "Oh, that's actually quite good." Where do we I go? Believe. He I, honestly, that's that's good. It's good. It's good music. That. Good music. It is good. I've just remembered that I wrote down Smith and Sniff live. Oh, we have to announce this. Well, we don't because we don't have nothing to announce except the the, the theoretical. We, We've gone a bit early. We started planning it, so therefore we can announce it. Okay, this is not fire festival. It's, yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it could drift perilously close. No. But yeah, for ages people have been asking people, some people. But we do, we get, reasonably regularly, we get messages going, are you ever going to do a, like a sort of podcast recording in front of an audience? And we've gone, yeah, 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 we'll do it, we'll do it. Well, we are going to do it. We are. It's going to happen. Um, so it's going to be, it'll be pretty low-key, basically. We'll, there will be at evening, we'll, we'll let you know when, when uh, we'll just record a podcast in front of an audience. Yep. And, um, but, you know, it won't just be sort of the usual kind of an hour and then I'll just cut everything off it'll be like you know probably a couple of hours of chat and you can ask some questions and we'll just do a podcast but with other people in the room and if it's popular we'll do several that's that's what we're yes. we're, we're, we're saying that we'll do now we're not going to have we're not going to have um a huge rack of lasers david getter's not going to be there <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> well, unless he wants to be there, in case he's a listener. Unless he's a fan, he buys a ticket. Yeah, well, uh, but- that's fine. And he can just sit in the front row firing a laser pen at us while we talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, I mean, so if you if you went to the Late Break Live shows in um, 2021 and you saw uh, Johnny and me on stage doing a sort of Q&A and doing a bit of chat, think of those as the sort of test mule for what, we'll do for these shows and so we're going to do a prototype one hopefully next month yeah but we will get back to you on that you'll be the, yeah and you'll be the first to know of course well you won't because you have to be a patreon to be the first to know oh sorry this is yeah, our, sorry this is our, our our plan our extortion based plan which is that so if you are one of our patrons uh the information about this and the opportunity to buy tickets will go there first and then we'll put it out to the wider world after that but um yeah, we're going to do. So, what we're going to do now is a pre-production prototype, effectively, which hopefully will be next month. And if it all goes well and nobody gets wounded or offended, we will do some more at some point in the future. And I really hope that. Yeah, I hope you get on board. And your feedback is very much valued. The more people that are interested in it, yeah. um, the more we will try and find venues and book dates. So, mm, yeah. this is we'll not a stadium tour. Different. No, we'll take. We'll just what we'll probably try and do is uh, try and find places in different parts of the country and maybe every few months we will do another one we'll let you know in plenty of time hopefully more time than this one if it comes off when we hope it will but um but yeah watch this space and uh if you've always wanted to see what we look like while we're recording this then you are strange but um we welcome that please come along to our live <laughs> recording so there we go can't be any more specific than that because uh, everything's not quite it's really not place, specific so. but no go but, with it go with it um but what is certainly happening uh, as well is um is a late break christmas gathering oh yeah that's happening that's confirmed 
We're going to be doing over three days. We'll do three of them. Second, third and fourth of December. And um, we'll release tickets, uh, I think, in September. Don't think we're going to release tickets until then. But yeah, that's going to happen. And that should be... That should be fun. That's going to be down in my my home 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 county of Somerset, and then we will. Um, well, we're going to have another. We're going to have a late break show enclosure um, type of deal inside uh, the really good. Actually, it's a great event. The Retro Rides Gathering at Mallory Park on September the eighteenth. So we'll be there as well. But yeah, as and when we might drip feed some more things. But yes, Smith and Sniff is going to do some live stuff. I have got no yes. idea whether it's going to be good or not. No. Well, it's going to be this, but a, a you know maybe a couple of hundred people will be able to see us doing it. Yes. And um, and that you know they can then come up to us afterwards and ask us to write something rude on an item. I might bring a whiteboard for this so that we can. You can write oh, some notes on a whiteboard. Hey, and and you had something you want to bring up with you? Huh? Uh, we've we've now we've got we've got new threads to wear for when we do the live show as well. Have we? Yeah, you sent me that jacket. Oh yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally forgot about that. Oh yeah. Well, the Johnny sp- sent me oh. an extraordinary objet do F one. <laughs> It is <laughs> last off, week off of nineties Formula One. Yes, we turned up at my house and I was out. And so I had to go the next day to the post office depot and I had no idea what it was. <laughs> and I had my kids with me as well. And we went down to the post office depot. I said, I've just got to pick Daddy's got something. What is it, Daddy? I said, I don't know. I don't know. You know my friend Johnny? He sent me a present. Oh, yeah. And the presents, obviously, in kids' world. It's like, oh, well, that's the most exciting thing you can get is a present. So we, <laughs> I picked it up. Immediately, I was like, oh, well, this box is bigger than I was expecting. Because for some reason, I just assumed you'd sent me something. It must be something small, just some piece of nonsense that you'd found somewhere. And so well, it is. I couldn't wait. I got, I got back in the car. What is it, Daddy? What is it? I don't know. I'm going to open it. I'm going to open it. Open they were, both my kids just went, what's that? <laughs> and I was like, well, it appears to be a Benetton F1 casual, <laughs> smart casual blazer. That's exactly From what. the 90s. Yeah. And lo, it is. That's exactly what it is. It's a Benetton jacket. But not like a not like an anorak, but like a, a, a sort of more formal. It's more blazer? Which I don't know what you call it. A yeah. blazer, yeah, yeah. I'd say it's a blazer. Yeah. And all will a be Benetton revealed on, on the, the back story to that incredible Benetton racing team managerial jacket <laughs> that is new on stock, I hasten to add, um, in a forthcoming episode of The Late Break Show, because um, it, uh, it's a pretty good one. And I think if you're interested in, in slightly retro Formula One, I think it might, it might float your boat. But you, you have one too, right? Yeah, the guy who I featured, um, he had... <laughs> he's actually got a box of them. But um, <laughs> he's very precious about his box of New Orleans Stock Benetton managerial jackets. So he said... I, he gave one to me, and it went on like a glove. And I said, oh, this is excellent. Brilliant. He said, oh, you can keep that. And I said, listen, wow. can I buy one off you for my friend Richard? Because <laughs> my friend Richard's really into Formula One, and he would love a Benetton jacket. He said, listen, John, just... Just, you have one. He said, if, it, if, if I know it's going to be cherished, he said, I'm not giving any more out. I'm keeping most of them. So, but no, he's good. This guy, he's good. And mm. uh, there's a, there's a, there's a, 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 a very uh, strong link between jacket and episode coming soon. Mm. Mm. But, well, anyway, that's, so I think, we, if, if, I, I hope, in my head, 
I picture us bounding onto a stage. It might not be a stage. It might be the floor of a village hall. But <laughs> we, we're bounding onto the presentation area at the inaugural, <laughs> inaugural Smith & Sniff Live. The inaugural, yeah, yeah. I, was, I, I, th- I thought we should call it an evening with Smith & Sniff, but it sounds a bit pretentious. So I think we'll stick with Smith & Sniff Live. And um, But we're both wearing Benetton jackets. Yes. And then I think with possibly a deep v t-shirt underneath in the sort of accepted euro yeah style. i might go for sort of euro um race manager if, uh, or, or you dress as the manager i might dress as the physio and i don't know what um, i don't know what that's going to look like yet i haven't decided no well it's uh, i don't know i mean you could always go sort of full zany euro and wear deep v t-shirt underneath the blazer but then pair it with shorts oh and long white socks maybe espadrilles Espadrilles. Are they allowed in a pit lane? Uh, they're probably not, are they? Espadrilles? I don't know. Well, if they're fireproof espadrilles. I mean, I'm not sure people are allowed to wear shorts in a pit lane if they're involved in the... No, there's a lot of short sleeve like shirts that. in Formula One, though, isn't there? Well, there were, I mean, do you know what, what, though? It was the 90s. This jacket's from the 90s, so... It's different rules. You know. Well... It is different. Rules. Cigarettes I, I, were, were were prominent sponsors. Were smoked. Yeah, well, they were. were stubbed they? So, out on the bodywork of expensive cars yeah. whilst they were refueling them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but that's the thing. It feels like, and you know, it's. Uh, I could say, the, the famously, Jos Verstappen got into a, a, t- a very scary pit stop fire, didn't he, with for Benetton? Yeah, and. Um, I, 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 I can't really remember the details. I think everyone was wearing Nomex. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were. Not, it wasn't, not blazers it wasn't that and deep in the 90s. Yeah, I was going to say, no one was wearing, no one was wearing shorts and espadrilles. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so, well, that's, that's enough half so that's promo that. for now. I, I'm hoping that very soon, ideally, we'll be able to confirm everything that's going yeah, on. Yeah, we will. We will. With Smith & Sniff Live, and uh, next month tickets will be on sale for, uh, what are you calling it, the late break at Christmas? A very late break Christmas. I haven't actually given it a firm name yet. Um, Do they know it's late break Christmas yes, at all? Yes, that, that's what it's going to be called. Well, there yeah. won't be late break in Africa, this game, etc. <laughs> um, well, tonight, thank God it's them. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, right, now, so... Tonight, uh, thank God you're wearing winter tyres, not them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, something like uh, that. Well, I was going to bring up with you. I can't. I was going to bring. Oh up. yeah, no. Was, what were you going to well, say? Well, there's a couple of things. I went to because I, so I went to Dorset, and one thing which I'd noticed before, I think, when I went to Norfolk last year, you know, you're in a rural area of Britain. Yeah. When the local car dealer stickers, yeah, in the back window of reasonably new cars, are just someone's name. I think that's a that's a real marker of a rural. What? Ted. No, not like just <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Come down to Steve for all your Vauxhall needs. No, like it's, it's, it's I think just if a guy's name. Sort of large, yeah, large urban area these days. Yeah. The dealers are all like, you know, kind of strontium Ford for all your Ford needs across the Northwest. And in a, in a sort of more rural area like the West Country, yeah. it'll all be like Andrew Matthews Ford. Oh, yes, that's right. And this is just a family guy's name. It's just, yeah, it's a family guy. Oh, it might even be Steve Wilson and son. Yes. Your trusted name in Mazda. That's right. And, Cars you can uh, trust. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's you just don't get that. If you went to, you know, you need urgently to buy a, a Kia in Birmingham, 
it would be like Flagstaff Kia across the Midlands and the Northeast. <laughs> and it's, it's all the, the big dealer groups. But you go to rural areas and you'll just see a sticker in the back of a Fiesta and it'll just say Bill Paulson Ford. Well, I'm just oh, trying to remember. Bill Paulson? Oh, is he still alive? Well, that's the thing. Is he still alive? I mean, my dad bought the the um, Montego, Austin Montego from a small dealer. And he, I think he was mm. a Brian, actually. No, really? Yeah, I think he was a Brian. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. My dad will know. My dad will remember. I think he was like Brian Edwards, quality used cars. There. See, that's a yeah, yeah. classic. Yeah. yeah With yeah. those slimline stickers in the bottom of the rear window. Yeah. Which usually um, have a, you... a frame. They have a pinstripe frame around them. Yes. Um, and and then you, you, you're driving through a sort of large village. And to your surprise, you, you actually go... You, know, you you go past like Nigel Peters, your trusted local name in Hyundai, and and it's still got petrol pumps out the front. As oh well. yes, it's just two. Yes, but they've all been capped off, haven't they? And someone's put maybe yeah. a promotional <laughs> sleeve. Over. Well, maybe they haven't. Sometimes they haven't. Yeah, uh, we went past the petrol station in Dorset that was still had a person came and served you. Oh, it was still serviced. Oh, that's lovely. And it was shut both times I went past. <laughs> And it was a weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, I, nice. I can actually, rem- I can vividly remember the last time I visited an attended pump um, fuel station, and it was in a Vauxhall VXR, a Monaro VXR five hundred. That's how long ago it was. Were they rubbing their hands in glee. Oh, I think they were because we. You'll be back because we had to brim it, didn't we? Because we was going yeah. on a bit of a road trip, and. Um, yeah, and that and that station's since been pulled down and turned in, turned into real estate, which is sad for emoji face. Oh. Yeah, but then that was that. Yeah. Um, oh, I know. What I was going to talk to you. About. I was going to talk. I was going to talk to you about the new Civic Type R. Yeah. Just thought I've I've, I've had a I've had a I've had a goosey gander around it. Um, have you? Yeah, I have. I've been in a studio touching what, it. What does it look like in the real? Good. Mm. I, I I really didn't like the previous Civic Type R. I thought it was embarrassing. Oh, and mm, uh, mm, if, we're, if we're going to talk code names, FK8. And <laughs> you FK8. FK8, but the latest Civic Type R is the FL5. Where uh, do they I come up with these? I don't know. So I was testing myself. Let's do a little quiz. The first Civic yeah. Type R, which we didn't get in this country, was... Oh, yes. EK9. The f- yes. The Civic Type R that we did get in this country, because we made it, was the EP3. The second one, the, 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 the first uh, sort of boxy, taller one. The taller one that was mostly black and yeah, looked a little bit like a shoe, early 2000s. Yeah, and which I never much cared for. I didn't like them visually. I enjoyed driving them. Mm, so, and then the, the, then the next one came out, which is my favourite Civic, as you know, the spaceship Civic, as I call mm. it, which was the FN2. F for Freddy, N for Nigel. Ooh, it was I the Freddy Nigel 2. <laughs> so you've gone from you've gone from EP3 to FN. They all sound like banned substances in cycling to me. Yeah, <laughs> they all. That's what, they found traces of EP3. They found they found traces. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Lance Armstrong. He's banned again. Yeah. He smuggled another Type yeah. R into his motorhome just before the race. Yeah. Oh. Awful. So EP3, first British-made Type R. Then FN2, again, British-made, because they were, which mm. is my favourite one. Although the, the rear suspension, not great, but the rest of it's great. 
then the FK2, which is the f- the, the the more kind of um, familiar shape that we've got, similar now. And then the FK8, which was the 2017 car, which had all the shit thrown on it and loads of faux faux vents and silly winglets. And that was 2017 to now. And then this one is the FL5. So there Mm. we go. There's your your whistle-stop Civic Sidebar (laughs) tour. (laughs) Okay. More from the Civic Sidebar in a minute. Uh, So a friend of mine has ordered one of the new Civic Sidebars. Oh, cool. Uh, Straight out of the box uh, for... Source of the reason that you're alluding to, which is that he loved the idea of the old one. He's a real Japanese performance car enthusiast. Yeah. And he just couldn't bring himself to buy no. the old one. Didn't want it on the drive. Although it was magnificent to drive, he, just, he was just like, I'm in my 40s now. It's just embarrassing. Yes. So Agreed. new ones announced. It's a bit more grown up. And he's dived straight in there and ordered one in white. Oh, championship white. You know, yeah. Championship white, because as he said, I'm a Japanese performance car enthusiast. You've got to have a fast Honda in championship white with the red interior. I have to say, look, the, and, um, the car in the studio that I walked around was white with the with the red. There's a lot of red inside. And it's it looked mm. magnificent. I took two things that I took home. A, <laughs> Some pens. They've clean, yes, exactly. A free drink. I took a Capri Sun out of the fridge, <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, two, I stole a Honda pen. Three, um, no, they, they've cleaned it up before it was really cluttered. Now it's really clean. Yeah. This is, you know, yeah. Civic in general rather than just Type R. But what they've done with the Type R is, is everything they've added to it is, is absolutely functional. So all the vents are real open vents mm-hmm. that you can tell are mm-hmm. real. Um, and the aero is believable. Um, mm-hmm. the, the rear wing is... The rear wing's gone back to the early 2000s Fast and Furious spec, I thought, because it's, it's on aluminium, die-cast aluminium struts... And then the wing, mm. the wing sits atop it, just like the stuff that people were adding onto their cars um, in the early two thousands. But it does work, especially in white, because all of the Type R bits are gloss black, so it contrasts yeah. nicely. But what- does the does the rear wing not sort of jar slightly because it is the one kind of slightly max power looking add on? Where everything else is much more sort of subtle and, and functional. Now I know the wing is functional. It might. Does it not look a bit sort of? Larry. Yeah, it the way it's contoured is such where it's not it's nowhere near as Larry as the previous car, but hmm. what you could do, it'd be interesting to to do it on Photoshop or something as an experiment, is the the they the the stays, the aluminium stays that I just talked about, are gloss black. If you hmm. did those in body colour or bare or yeah, body colour, it might actually look a bit more subtle because then you it'd look like the black wing was just floating in midair. I don't know. It might not. Have they mentioned, I, I couldn't find any mention of this, but is there any suggestion they might do a sport line version like they did with the outgoing car, which doesn't have the rear wing? Um, they haven't mentioned that, but what they have said, and they all kind of, they didn't say it officially, but even real civic hardcore enthusiasts who I spoke to said, the sport line hardly sold at all. Apparently... Really? I thought it was a great idea because it was along that vein mm. of the 911 GT3 and GT3 touring. It's like, I, why, yeah. why would you want the one with all the bits on? You, you could have the same performance with a bit toned down. Well, in Civic R land, no one wants that, it seems. Um, and they're a real, they're a bit of a unicorn car now, the Sport, sport line. 
I feel, though, it's probably because taking the rear wing off the old Civic Type R didn't do an awful lot to make it look less twatty. It was just there was so much else going on. Yeah, the rear bumper was offensive to me. Those so, huge... But with the new one... So I was debating this with my mate who's ordered one because I said to him, if they said you could have a you know, rear wing delete, and he went, no, it's not been mentioned. He's like, I'm fine with it. Because then he was worried. He was like, do you think it's... Like, the whole thing's a bit boring now. And I was like, no, I mean, I'm, I'm in my 40s as well, and I quite like it. And also, I don't think it is boring, no. because I saw a spy shot of one on test in America. They had a head-on photo of it, and it looked really butch. They've taken the front wings out, haven't they? They're flared. You, you are absolutely right. It's really wide and purposeful and quite menacing, but without being fussy. I'm down with it. And they've also... Those front wings are rolled, aren't they? They're properly done. It's not just... Oh yeah, They're not just like lashed on some. No, 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 and, and I'm fiberglass on there, and I'm pretty sure the back door, um, the, the the arch, the, the the sort of blistered arches, means the back doors are a different shape to the normal Civic back doors from memory. I think I read this. Yeah, they are. So they're they're, they're bowed. They're, they're bulging. Um, expensive to do. It's expensive to do, but that that and that that, that leads me on to the next thing is it feels expensive, especially inside compared to the last car. Mm. It feels extra special. And then you will love the MG Metro seatbelts and the Peugeot 205 carpets, which <laughs> I referenced in my Late Break Show video. Because it's so <laughs> red in there. I, I, I think I said, if you, if you end up with a nosebleed trying to emulate Nürburgring um, record-breaking times, it's okay. You can bleed out wherever you want. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's all, all very bloody in here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think, I think it's great. It, it's great because it feels like a real hot hatch, but yet not silly. The performance will be silly, and they're still keeping mm. it, obviously, front-wheel drive. They're still keeping it um, man, Manuel three-pedal. Um, Snatch more power than the outgoing one, is that the rumour? Yeah, well, the, the rumour is, and I spoke to um, a chap called Phil from Dream Automotive, who's a bit of a Type R... Um, Enthusiast, oh, the guy we met at Goodwood. Yeah, that guy, that Phil. I, I brought him along to the shoot to get his opinion because he's he, oh. he he owns an FK8 and he works on numerous other t- Civic yeah. cars. And he said he's pretty sure it'll be ten horsepower because he said if you look at the previous cars, they've gone up in increments of about ten horsepower or twelve yeah. PS, whatever it is. So he reckons it'll be about um, what the last one was three sixteen brake horsepower, three twenty PS. So he thinks it'll be three twenty six. Ah. And he thinks it's slightly lighter because it's got a resin tailgate and aluminium bonnet and a couple of other things. And it's one of those cars where if you look at it at first, you're not blown away by it. That's okay. I think keep looking at it, keep admiring it, and keep reading about it. And and I think then it clicks. It'll be one of those cars which I think will get better the more you see it, whereas the other car got worse the more you saw it, I thought. Yes, Unless you're in it, driving it, in which case it's great. And... They haven't announced the price yet, have they? No. Well, as we were talking about before we started recording, I think because of the fluctuating costs of materials and chips and everything, it'll be between thirty-seven thousand and ninety-eight thousand pounds, depending on the time it's launched. <laughs> and if you, but and also if you, asterisk on the road, if you sign up now, you'll have to pay the price that they tell you it's going to be on that day. So it's a bit of a roulette wheel. We were talking about this before we started recording because I'd been driving a, a Dacia or Dacia, if you prefer, uh, Jogger, which um, 
is was announced with a basic price of about 15 grand which you know seems like quite a bargain for a seven seat car and that was only a few months ago already the basic one yeah yeah it's actually seven hundred four thousand pounds uh but then they have subcontracted assembly to horatio pagani no, it's, it's gone up to 16 and a half or thereabouts, and that's for the basic one. Now, really, you'd sort of want the middle one because that's just got a few extra things that'll make your life a bit nicer on it. And and that is now 70, or near as damn it, 18 grand, and it's which is the, it's the car I've been testing. It's sort of, you just go, ooh, that's quite a jump in a few months. But the reason, I believe, is because the price of raw materials has just gone up. And steel is more expensive, and of course, there's this ongoing chip aggro that's happening still. And oh, chip and aggro! He definitely used to race in NASCAR. <laughs> See, I thought he was. I thought he won the um, the US Masters Golf in 1990. Oh, chip aggro! Yeah, 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 completely. And then he got the yips and never played. Again. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just. But I think it's the thing. Dacia Dacia are particularly sensitive to raw material costs because their margins are you know very very tightly costed i mean all car companies do that of course but but with with dacia there's just less room for maneuver because they're trying to sell these things so damn cheap in the general scheme of things are we going to find out that they they're so keenly trying to get cars out are they making six quid per car uh, it's quite possible that it's just to of, keep the, yeah. just to keep ends meeting. There's all sorts of stuff goes on with Dacia to make sure that. But also, I think because they probably now, or the the Jogger and the new Sandero, they're built on a bang up to date box of parts that's under the new Clio, the latest Clio. So more modern, right? So it's more modern, but it's and it's got three cylinder uh, turbocharged engine in it now, rather than some old sort of four from a 90s Clio and it's I there must be a cost associated with that it's just a more complicated engine the the saving has got to come from economies of scale it's just if they just make that the group small engine across all small Renaults and Datchers and Nissans then it'll start to sort of save them some money hopefully but it, but it's it, I suppose all of their economies of scale maths are being slightly thrown off because they can't make as many cars as they want to because of the chip shortage. So there's a lot of um, behind the scenes accountancy going on here that's not particularly interesting, but it does explain why the car that was only announced well, a few months ago has suddenly like lumped on to sort of more than ten percent in price. Sorry, that was a bit. That was no, a bit so sensible, I, wasn't all, I, I well, I was going to ask something a little bit less sensible. As soon as you mentioned Dacia Jogger, I thought seriously, I hope you 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 drove around that wearing some particularly slack, um, tracky bottoms. Uh, I went the other way. I, I drove it only wearing some uncomfortably tight uh, Adidas striped shorts from 1986. <laughs> oh, okay. Full George Michael spec. Okay. Yes. Early Wham spec shorty shorts. So of a sporty nature. What the sort that and, um, um, dads of that era, there's always a photo, a family photo, a, a holiday photo, and dad was wearing shorts that you would sort of made you, made you wince yeah. ever so slightly when you looked at <laughs> yes, Seriously, dad, right. you wore shorts what? that tight back then. What was going on? <laughs> but with the long white socks and a pair of green flash. <laughs> oh, but then, um, Dunlop green but then, flash. A, you know, a thick 
a thick cotton t-shirt you know no none of your breathable technical ron hill fabrics oh no if you're going running yeah people don't say jogging anymore do they? there's no such thing as jogging no. you're not going for a run i say no jogging i make a point of saying jogging because i don't feel like i could commit to saying run feels too loaded <laughs> as a statement well, it feels too fast doesn't it, it does. jogging is definitely slower jogging is is cantering yeah Canter. In horse terms. Canter. I'm going for a canter. I mean, that's a Mitsubishi, um, isn't it? Isn't it a Mitsubishi canter? It is. A canter, yeah. It's a little lorry. Yeah, I've never yeah. driven one. I'd very much like to drive a Mitsubishi canter. Well, I want to add to your newfound enthusiasm for cab over engine yeah, the, machinery. Yeah, that is um, Sebastian Co-spec, that one. Sebastian Co. <laughs> that is Sebastian Canter. Yeah. Uh, I was going to tell you a bit about the jogger, but we're sort of running out of time here. I'll, maybe I'll mention it. I'll t- we'll talk about it next week. It's, it's, it's quite good. Jog it's on, perfect. Richard. Of course not. But jog on, jog my on. son. Get a jog. Oi, you. Jog on. Uh, but uh, for now, we should uh, we should wrap this up. Uh, before we go, though, I do have three things to tell you. Uh, they are one. Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Make Bait Show. <laughs> in which Johnny's forced to mix up various substances in a desperate attempt to attract fish uh, this week. Oh. Molasses, breadcrumbs and peas. Uh, if that's not up your street, there's the Late Break Show, of course, which uh, has lots of excellent car-based content. Uh, latest video uh, when this goes out will we'll be... Have, it'll be Civic Tire Park, we'll walk around and we'll have, we'll have, e, we'll have e hacking trains it uh, video up as well, road trip. Oh, road trip. Nice. When I say road trip, cool. I mean I drove from my house to Doncaster and then Luton and then home. Is that classed as a road trip? That's a road trip. That's a road yeah. trip. Yeah, let's let's yeah. let's commit. Doncaster. Yeah. Okay. I'll talk about it next time because I ended up going to a very large salvage yard, which was exciting. Oh. Yeah. You had me at salvage yard. Yes. Okay, well, uh, there's that. And also don't forget uh, that very soon tickets will be on sale for the late break Christmas event and by the same token, we will have news imminently of the very first Smith & Sniff live podcast recording, we hope. Uh, second thing I've got to tell you is I've got various books out. One of them is called Boring Car Trivia 3, if you like arcane facts about cars. Uh, knock yourself out. Not literally. And uh, well, since you mentioned Doncaster, uh, the third thing I've got to tell you is that Doncaster is not only the birthplace of Jeremy Clarkson, but also of Diana Rigg. It was, is that true? Diana Rigg and Jeremy Clarkson were born in the same town. I didn't realise Diana Rigg was a Doncastian. In fairness, soon after her birth, uh, her parents moved to India, and that's where she grew up. Okay, and, okay. Um, she was, she was, so she's still alive, she, isn't she? No, she isn't. No, she's, she's not. She died last year, I think. Yeah, it was very, well, her and her, her, and her daughter both wonderful. Oh, yes, um, Rachel Sterling, yeah. who is... In the detectorists, that's right. Other things. That's right. She's good. Very, I like yeah. her. Good. I don't know her, but I like her. No, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why would we? Um, anyway, well, I mean, why would you see Henry Kelly uh, to wake? But uh, these <laughs> things sometimes happen. Well, we have no control over them. So anyway, that's that for this. Uh, we will do it all again we, next week. We absolutely will. If you're a patron to this podcast, thank you for being a patron to this podcast. It's much appreciated. Yes. Right, I love all of you. Me, oh, me too. <laughs> uh, except you <laughs> there. Well, thank you for listening. See you next time. Goodbye. See you next Tuesday. No, actually Monday. Fun. 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 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 